Thank you for joining us for this edition of Fourth Watch One. This is Tom, and like all the other episodes, today's will be short. Just a few quick minutes, maybe four. Short is good. This week is Thanksgiving week. Thursday is, of course, Thanksgiving, and Friday begins the Christmas season in earnest, my favorite time of year. And I love this week. And every year, a week or two before this week, I think about our pilgrim fathers and mothers struggling to survive in that cold New England winter now 400 years ago, and yet celebrating with their feasting and giving thanks to God and breaking bread with their native Indian neighbors. My mind also drifts to elementary school and the excitement I felt when I saw the cardboard pilgrims and Indians and turkeys on the bulletin board. Anyway, I refer to these as our pilgrim fathers and mothers because they were, and for all Americans. Granted, we all came to this inheritance and descendancy from them in various ways. Some of our ancestors came to this country not of their own choosing, in bondage, and in fact as slaves of some of the very descendant families of the pilgrims. And then some of us, like myself, are descended from those who entered this country not in Plymouth, Massachusetts, or any other New England landfall, but through the port of Charleston, South Carolina, or one of the ports in Virginia. And my ancestors, with the exception of the Italians on mom's side of the family who came here in the late 19th century, ultimately fought a bloody war with the very descendants of the descendants of those Plymouth Colony pilgrims. So we all have differing ancestral tracks into this country and far different struggles from one another once we got here. And what happened to some of us is indeed shameful. Regardless, all Americans today, no matter how we got here or who we fought, are indeed the descendants of those pilgrim fathers and mothers in that we are the inheritors of the very nation they carved out of the wilderness. Their legacy is ours, as is their spirit, their sense of rugged individualism, their selflessness toward their fellow men and women, their courage, and their devotion and faith. And I began to figure these things out about them as a second and third grade boy hearing stories about the pilgrims and imagining them as I looked at those cardboard pictures on the bulletin board in my classroom. We remember another anniversary this week, the 77th anniversary of the Battle of Tarawa, a tiny Pacific atoll wherein one of the most ferocious battles in all of World War II was fought on November 20th through the 23rd, 1943, and much of it on a tiny island surrounded by razor-sharp reefs now known as Bloody Betio. Every U.S. Marine recruit has the story of Tarawa hammered into him from day one of boot camp and how in that terrible reef crossing some of the rifle companies exposed to a murderous enemy fire suffered 70% losses before they even crawled upon the beach. Those who survived the landings found themselves battling equally committed Japanese defenders who literally fought to the death. In fact, prior to the battle, the Japanese commander boasted that the U.S. could not take Tarawa with a million men in 100 years. Several thousand Marines did, however, take it, and they did so in 76 hours, though not without suffering more than 3,000 casualties, including more than 1,000 Marines killed. The question you might ask is how? How did they do it? The answer is that they were some of the world's toughest, most highly skilled fighting men, but also because they were the spiritual descendants of their, our, pilgrim fathers and mothers with the same innate sense of rugged individualism, determination, selfless courage, and faith in God, yes, the things we mentioned earlier, and that the rest of the world sees in America. And those things today, now more than ever, I think, we need to recognize in ourselves. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening. Tell others our next audio segment will be in a week or so, and God bless.